Welcome to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez. A trip of music discovery, Jamie is picking people he thinks you'll really like. Musicians, artists, producers, and everyone involved in the world of music. Here's your host, Jamie Rodriguez. What is up, my people? What is up, J-Rod Concerts family? Welcome to a new episode of J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. This is your host, this and every episode, Jamie Rodriguez, guys. And hope everyone is doing well. Hope everyone is uh, having a good spring or a good summer. It's starting to warm up finally, right? And guys, thrilled to be here on this really cool special episode. It's a live episode shot on location with a wonderful up-and-coming folk band. You may have heard of them, Wild Eyes. They are composed of Emily and Daniel Kohavi, Max Hoffman, and uh, they absolutely were wonderful to have on the show. They had a critically acclaimed 2018 album called Beauty and Sadness, which uh, really everybody loved, so everyone was looking forward to the follow-up, and it is coming up. It is uh, called Shut Up and Dance. It's called. It's out May 20th, and it has a completely new sound. It was a creative risk, but I, we love that. We love creative risks because uh, all the great bands, that's what they do, right? So you guys are going to love it. A few singles are out already. And uh, we go deep in this conversation. We talk about the band's message. We talk about religion. We talk about their unique paths to get to this point, side projects and if you stay tuned, there's an exclusive performance of the single, Open Your Eyes. So make sure you stay tuned to that, guys. And if you're new to the show, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the family. We do ask to please give us a review. Click subscribe on your favorite platform. Helps us quite a bit. And without further ado, let's get straight to it. Wild Eyes on J-Rock Concerts, the podcast, live on location. Daniel, how are you guys doing? Good. Great. Had a great day. So, first of all, I have to say a few things. I'm disappointed that there's no stew. Because you oh. have a famous stew <laughs> that went viral online. They ate, of it. they ate all of it. I mean, apparently, like, stew. so we it's were viral, hoping for gone. some stew, but yeah. Next time. No, but thank you for the hospitality and everything's <laughs> been great. Funny. Absolutely. And uh, Daniel, congratulations on Open Your Eyes. The thank single you. that just came out, really wonderful. And, uh, you know, and of course, your 2018 album, Beauty and Sadness. It's been in sadness, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Loved it. I mean, oh, Sunday yeah. is the song that I keep going back Ooh. to. Wow, cool. Yeah, that's, that's a jam. Very cool. You know, <laughs> such a deep message, but upbeat and just hopeful and full of light. That's, wow, thank that's you. That's definitely what, what we're all about. Awesome. So, Daniel, I mean, we have to talk about where we're shooting here mm-hmm. because it is such a stunning place. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've been many places throughout my career, 16 years, but this is unique and the energy is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about what it is? Yeah, so this was my COVID project. Uh, I don't know, was it a month into COVID? And I was going a little stir crazy. Yeah. And uh, I just started building it. I didn't drop any plans for it, which is why it's a little bit chaotic, but that's what I kind of love about it. Right. So yeah, I would just come out here, throw my headphones on, the world was shut down, and I was just kind of building away. So this is what it ended up being. Ended up being beautiful. And you create some custom projects, right, as well? Yeah, yeah. Once we threw it up on Instagram, some other people wanted me to build them for them. So right. it was right. perfect timing because we weren't touring. So. Yeah, no, I mean, that's that's definitely great. Yeah. And Emily, I mean, religion is so important to you guys and, and missionary work and, and Wild Eyes. 
I think the music of you guys is so beautiful because I think it's a vessel for like a message that you guys have always mm. tried to deliver. Mm. And I mean, some people don't realize that like you too is like the biggest Christian you know band in the world. Like you can use mm. you know all their songs mm. when you change the word love you know for God, it just all clicks. <laughs> Um, <laughs> That's true. Am I right or am I wrong? No, you're right, that you're like right. wild eyes, all in, in a way, is just like a beautiful vessel mm -hmm. to spread like a word that you guys grew up with and that is important to you. Yeah, yeah. That's I, I would say that. Cool that you noticed that. <laughs> no one's. <laughs> I would say music. Uh, a lot of music can can be that vessel. Yeah. You know, and uh, I would say that with with our music, we try to create an open landscape for people to have an interpretation that is positive but also something that's real and something that um, they can really grab onto relate to you yeah. know that can affect them for the positive yeah sure yeah. Mm -hmm. cool yeah that makes sense yeah. Emily I want to talk a little bit about your background because it's okay. so great I mean yeah. all, of you, all of you guys have great backgrounds and we'll touch them but um, I mean you grew up with four sisters I did four sisters right? and all of them played the violin they did, yeah. So I'm just curious, like, how was it, like, musically in your house? Like, when there's, yeah. you know, so many girls uh, just jam into the violin, you know? I mean, kind of. We would kind of almost kill each other every time we all played together. Really? Oh, yeah. We were just always catfighting, and it was not a happy time. I mean, it was, you know, looking back, it's like, oh, we should have been nicer to each other. But, I mean, we were little kids, so we yeah. were poking each other and all that. But sure. That was great. I love it. I'm that. glad that we did it. Yeah. Totally, totally. And you moved to Nashville, what, in 2011? Mm, yes. So like 11 years ago, whatever. Yeah. I, I, I think it's great. A lot of people, you know, they, they hustle, they struggle, but you kind of found success pretty fairly quickly. Yeah. I mean, you, you were touring with Martina McBride and playing yeah. the CMAs and thousands of people. How was that, uh, Emily? Because, I, you know, were you like intimidated by it at all or what? Or did you like embrace it? Did you step into it? I can't remember. I remember being a little nervous. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can remember being nervous, but also, you know, I was happy. People were nice, like the other string players were older, but they were very encouraging. Sure. They weren't um, mean or anything. Right. Um, so, yeah, I had a great experience. You had a great experience. Yeah. I loved it. Loved the yeah. confidence. Yeah. And Daniel, of course, you're married to Emily. Yeah. Um, have to ask, you know, I know you talk about this probably every, three, every third day, so apologies here, but how did you guys meet? Uh, we actually met, so I played sports in college. And Basketball. Yeah. Yeah. And there was a guy who she was touring with, and I just played music for fun, and I had, I had made some sort of mixtape or something, and he got his hands on it, and she actually listened to it, and the other people in the band knew who I was as an athlete. She didn't have a clue who I was, uh, so she thought... The reason that other people in the band knew my name was because I was some sort of artist that had released records, which was not the case. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it, yeah, and it, it was further down the lane, down the line that we actually met. But that was kind of the, that was kind of the impetus to the whole thing. I actually wanted to kind of comment on the, on the. Her. Go for it. Playing with Martina and all yeah, that. Yeah, go for it. Sure. I, I don't think you're remembering it quite right. <laughs> I think that it, uh, you know, on the on the other side of it, it feels uh, it feels like it kind of just happened. But that actually happened on the tail end of neither of us being able to get any kind of job. She had actually gone into a laundromat to get a job at one point, and they said they were hiring. And when she went and asked for a job, they were like, "No, we're not hiring." <laughs> and she actually came home 
and was like bawling her eyes out because she was like, I can't get any kind of job here. So we that we were seriously considering like, eh, maybe she was going to Belmont at the time. We're like, maybe this is not the town for us. Um, and she got a she got a really small gig with a guy uh, who hired her. And the next thing was an audition for Martina. So it mm. went from like desperation to what is happening, you know? And she got that gig. So it was, uh, it, I mean, I would say in a lot of ways, she did kind pretty quickly get a good gig, but it was on the heels of some pretty serious kind of desperation very quickly when we got to this town. It's not, yeah. that's not usually how it happens. It can be really, really tough to right. find anything, you know? So anyways, I just wanted to. No, thank, thank you, you for adding that. Yeah. That very important context. Well, yeah. Emily is probably one of the most confident people I know too. I'm so also like, very forgetful. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's great. But those auditions are very nerve-wracking. Yeah. The fact that she aces them every time she does it, it's like, especially like your first one like that. I'm glad you brought that up, Max, because I, you know, I have a lot of musician friends here, and like we were talking off camera that one of your colleagues is drumming for for a major act now, and and, and this happens all the time, right? Like, yeah. how 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 is that? And any of you can answer. You can answer, Max. When you know, you're auditioning for an A-lister and they're like, all right, let's see if you got the chops for the, like, you know? Yeah. That's that's not just playing, I know you play, you know, playing in church when you're growing up. It's, mm -hmm. it's a little more little more at stake there. How do you prepare, prepare for that? <laughs> How do you prepare for it? Everything. Well, you just have to learn the parts really well and then you have to, it's, it's hard. I mean, honestly, I, oop, I covered the mic suit. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's, it's for me, I'm not that kind of a player. I've done that whole process, and yeah. it was a great learning opportunity for me. But I'm like, I'm really reclusive. I like to just be in a room and write a song. Yeah, that's my personality type. Yeah. Um, I think for someone like Emily, it's a completely different experience. Like she, she practices and she just has all the confidence in the world. I'll practice. Like I was the kid who practiced. Uh, for my guitar lesson and I couldn't sleep be the night before and I was just like <laughs> up all night like, yeah and like yeah. if it wasn't absolutely perfect even if it was perfect I was freaked out like right. I just I'm a nervous wreck um, so Emily has helped like coach me through a couple opportunities like that and she she's really helped me but it, my experience is going to be very different from someone like Emily yeah, yeah. yeah. auditions are a skill mm -hmm. Uh -huh. And if you, it's it's like a test. So I went to college. I'm always having to like, oh, you have to like do this playing test. Or do this like or your audition. Majors. I've been auditioning okay. for a long time, so it's not. It's yeah, like a game. You performance major. Yeah, so. you practice yeah. and then you play right. a game. So it's like you practice and then you do the thing. It's a right. muscle. It's almost it's like a, a different thing. It's a mental toughness. It's like mm. you know how to like click in. Yeah. And do I love your that. Thing. So love and that. if you don't do it all the time, it's tougher to click in and do yeah. it. Mm -hmm. I love but, that. And Daniel, you mentioned you played basketball and you were pretty good. Mm -mm. You didn't have a lot of like the long hair or the facial mm -hmm. back then. I, I saw in the clips, but but uh, what uh, transferable like skills, if, there, if any, are there like when you play high level basketball with uh, like music? Yeah, uh, it's a performance yeah. and it requires a lot of discipline. Sure. So I think it's actually very similar in a lot of ways. Um, there's a certain kind of mental space I think you enter in any performance. Yeah. Um, and I did it in sports and it was the performing side of, of music was was not difficult for right. me because I was used to having to display my 
skill, <clears throat> my skills and creativity in front of a bunch of people my yeah. whole life. I think the the uh, the actual skill, like getting my skill level up to where it needed to be, was <clears throat> it took probably four years in Nashville. Right. But the discipline of of sports helped me with that. I mean, I was able to sit down and play my guitar for four hours a day. And sure. That wasn't really an issue. Right, so. just like shooting free throws or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then I, you know, I have on, in my family, I have my athletic side, which was my mother, and my musical side, which was my father. And I, I lived with my mother growing up, so I didn't have the musical influences in the home growing yeah. up. Yeah. But they were there, you know. So once I started pushing all of that uh, energy into, into music, uh, there was some level of talent that it was being met with, so it was, so it worked, you know. Yeah, I love it. Also, when we uh, miss a note, he makes us run suicide. <laughs> yeah. Is that what happens here? It's like a boot camp? Yeah, yeah. all the way around. I love it. An acre, you gotta run. <laughs> I want to ask you in a second about the new sound, but I want to ask you, Max, before I forget, about you're a great composer in your own right. Thank really, you. Really enjoyed your stuff, man. Thank you. Um, you having, like, creative outlets as individuals in addition to being as a band yeah that can only help the band I would imagine right yes um, yeah it's a good question uh, I, th I think my the big outlet is the band and but there's a lot more that doesn't get used so for me I need to do other things to help kind of fill those voids yeah. I, don't, I don't know how to explain it that well um, but if if I don't find a place for all the ideas I have then I'm kind of not healthy mentally I Absolutely. Think. Yeah. you know so I'm always looking for new ways of doing that makes sense, mm -hmm. makes sense. yeah but the band is like yeah. top top priority home, and, sure. and the best goes to the band absolutely mm -hmm. absolutely yeah and Emily you know the new sound I mean, it's so it's so great, and we were talking a little off camera, Daniel, about this, and and I love it because, you know, the bands that have longevity, I found, I found these patterns are the ones that take risks and reinvent themselves. Mm. Um, but there's a risk, mm -hmm. there's a risk to it because there's, I mean, especially in, in the case of Wild Eyes, I mean, mm -hmm. you guys, I mean, I, I think I can say it, you guys perfected a sound which was very friendly just mm -hmm. on research. Mm. It felt like coming home to old friends. Yeah. And this new sound, it was like, wow. It was like, in, in, in the best way, but, but, but that, was the, that was the experience, was in yeah. the first few singles. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, what was like your, your feelings as you were like embracing these new colors and auras for the band? It just came from a, I mean, I just, I just wanted to be louder and more abrasive, I guess. Yeah. You know, like you said, it was a very friendly sound. And when we would go tour, a lot of times, you know, we were around one microphone, and sometimes, you know, people were talking or whatever, and like, it's like, they can't hear us. It's sure. like, oh, I wish I could get louder. Um, so we kind of, we got really good at kind of like rocking out into the one mic. Right. Um, which was fun. It was just, you know, you can only push so much sound out yeah. when you're going yeah. through one mic. So we kind of already wanted to be louder. Um, and to have more energy and just because it's, it's just fun. I mean like slow songs are great But when you have to do 90 minutes, and yeah 40 of it are slow songs. It's I'm like 100%. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so we just had the hunger for that and then I actually went on tour with this uh, guy named uh, Andrew Hosier and I got to play electric guitar. Yeah, and 
that like lit my hair on fire. I was changed like, everything. I was, oh, it changed everything. I was like, right. wait, wait, it's like I can be little, like I can be the tiger. Like, yeah. I mean, the violin's fun, but you're playing one or two notes at a time, and there's a specific like range, um, you know, sonically that it all, always kind of falls into. And that. the electric guitar is just like yes, a dynamite. And I was like addicted to I mean, that. Look, look, look how your eyes are opening and just talking about <laughs> nah. it. Can't wait to see you guys live. Wow. Yeah, I can't wait to see you see us. Oh so, yeah, it's just like once that happened, I was like, mm. we, need that. we need that. Well, Daniel, look, I think I could talk to you guys for 17 hours and we don't have them, but, uh, but uh, yeah, guys, thank you so much for your time. Um, oh. Are you guys going to play a little song for us? We sure, will. we are, yeah. And that'll be awesome. Latest single.
You've been listening to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez.